Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Watch him marry with this fucking broke down greatest American hero, dude. I can't even. Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media of our shared childhood. My name is Amy, and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. Can I just say that I'm in a mood to derail this today? <laughs> Can I just say I'm not feeling well, Mimi's, because tree pollen is four out of five today. And I'm feeling every. You have allergies bit for like 10 months out of 12, though. My allergies start about now and they'll stop at Christmas. <laughs> That's crazy. See, mine are only now till, which is, we're on April 9th. This is a little early, though. Usually they don't start to get really bad till the end of April, and then they'll go till my birthday, around mid-July, and then that's it. Yeah. Are you going to be 50 this year? No. Jesus. No. I literally just said what year I was born. I can't make you older, because then I get older. Right. Well. Yeah. Why I are mean, you time you can't change time. Why in the mood to derail this? I don't know. I just feel like it. <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> Mary-centric episodes have that effect on everybody, but I'm just wondering. It's, I wouldn't say this was totally Mary-centric. Can we discuss that? I, there's a new show I think we should cover. I think it would be amazing. Oh. I love it, when you throw shit like this yeah. uh, as a surprise on the air. It is the Great Pottery Throwdown. Uh, I would actually cover that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I didn't think pottery could be this exciting. Having done pottery my whole, like all, most of my adult life... And having majored in it for a semester, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I uh, didn't think it could be this exciting, but it, it is. <laughs> I'm into pottery. It's one of those things that I wish I could do that I can't. Um, there's also a glass blowing one that's really good. Glass blowing's physically difficult. Yeah, I've d- I've done that like once or twice. Mm-hmm. It is like physically hard to do. You have to be able to like whirl around fifty pounds. Yeah, I still have yeah. some of your pottery. I had to, you you kept all the crap I like threw in the attic that I didn't want anybody to see, and it's like all over your house. I inherited it in the divorce somehow. Okay, Mimi's. Um, just a bit of housekeeping. I want to welcome our new patrons. I'm doing our um, April Patreon Hero Mode shout out. So we have Mike. Welcome, Mike. 
Jen S., Kara, Margaret, and Shelley. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Thank you so much for your patronage. We really, 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 really appreciate it. And of course, to all of our ride or dies, we love you. Stay with us. Hope you're enjoying the bonus content. Hope I mean, you enjoyed- all of that money, no matter what you've paid so far, it was worth it for Stoned. Oh, 100%. So guys, check your inboxes on Patreon because I did message all of you for your address so I could send you some of our merch. Well, no, you don't get a ton of merch. You get a little swag sticker. And a thank you card. And did don't you forget. Make thank you cards? Did I approve those graphics? No, I just bought thank you cards. Oh my God. You didn't even run that past me. You know I'm in charge of our physical branding. Guys, and don't forget, I'm still waiting on the photo of Jenny showing genuine emotion. (laughs) So once I get it, it's yours. I don't know. Once I review these thank you cards, I might have show some physical emotion. (laughs) Today we continue our look at Little House on the Prairie with Season 4, Episode 11, Meet Me at the Fair. Jen? The description reads... The Ingalls and Olson's family spend a fun-filled and exciting day at the county fair. Sparks fly between Mary and a smooth-talking balloonist. I can't. Carolyn and Harriet face off in a pie-baking contest, and Charles and Nels enter a gritty competition of their own. Laura wastes all her spending money in a surprising way, or not that surprising, and Carrie faces serious danger when Laura fails to supervise her. They are stepping up their descriptions. Yes, that was a a much better description. A smooth-talking balloonist? I mean, who doesn't fall for a smooth-talking balloonist? Who looks like the dude from Greatest American Hero. He looks like a, sle- a, a swanky, like, nutcracker dude. Oh, he does He's look like, like somebody from the nutcracker. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I have to say right up front, this episode was terrible to recap because there's no narrative. It is no, simply a bunch of loosely connected... Uh, events that are happening. So there's it. really no narrative. You like, like something it. without a narrative. Sure. Why not? Why it. does everything have to have a narrative? And the big thing that we all know this episode for, which is Carrie getting swept away in the balloon, is the last two minutes of the episode. Yeah, and like a, it's not even that much danger. I remember it in a lot, as like a lot more dramatic. Timmy goes, what is with that stupid <laughs> smile on her face? <laughs> We'll get still there. watching this from the background? We'll get there. I said, you know, I wonder if Paul regrets his decision now to go after her in that balloon. <laughs> he just kind of would let it go. This is written by, it says, story by Bradley and Ray Berwick. Oh, an is... author, and, and by Arthur Hyman. Teleplay by Arthur Hyman. Oh, this is another directed one by of those Claxton. fucking things. Where they... Like eight people wrote this. Eight people wrote it. Claxton directed it. Can I posit a theory? I think okay. this came out of a high school senior English class. It was probably a group project. Are we down to high school now? We're down to high school. It's a group project. There's no way somebody with an MFA wrote this shit. No way. All right, Jen, we open on a fair, and I see the hot air balloon, and I'm immediately triggered. Why? Because I remembered what happened, and I thought it was going to be so much more of the story. The hot air balloon? Yeah, I thought I'd get some shirtless paw, some hero. Why would he have to be shirtless? I expected him to rip his shirt off and chase after the balloon. He doesn't do that. Disappointed. We see a marching band, a saloon, various booths, and music cueing us to the fact that it's a good time. 
Did you notice like the fancy overhead shots? I did. I did. There was no drones in this day. So that's maybe like they took the money equipment. they should have paid writers and did that. They bought that boom. Yeah. yeah. The Ingles are arriving and Mary and Laura want to go on the balloon, but Pa tells them it's not safe and it's too expensive. Foreshadowing. L- Laura's already being super annoying. And did you, did you see the fire department? They're like a demonstration of the most modern fighter fighting equipment. Like I did. I did. They don't realize they're going to get quite a demonstration. The fire truck comes in handy later. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, Mary apparently has a new boyfriend named Patrick. Who is Patrick? Who's Patrick? Did we miss this somewhere? I feel like he's vaguely familiar, but I don't remember where he's from. I cannot continue to cover these with with the idea or the assumption that Mary is some sex pot. Like, what are you doing to us, Michael Landon? I mean... Jenny, come on. She's attractive. (laughs) I mean, it's 1870. (laughs) Like, what are your options? You got Nellie, you got Mary... I, I just don't understand this new, like, Mary is the hottest ticket in town trope that we are forced to believe. I don't know. She's, like, a a, a decently good-looking, like, 15-year-old. Have they seen her act? Well, they're not looking for an actress. <laughs> Look they at Laura. They actually probably prefer she doesn't talk. Look at Laura next to Mary. She's spunky. Laura is acting like a maniac. And she's, like, nine. <laughs> oh, that's true. What do we think of Patrick? Is he cute? He's okay. He's okay. I just don't know where he came from. I don't either. Maybe we missed an episode. We didn't, though. Did, oh, we might have missed one. I think we missed one. Did this we? This happens all the time, guys. Hold on. This is our own stupid Mimi's fault. come at us if we missed this. Or I could just look. We, look, we watched... We missed the wolves. We only missed one. Just the wolves? Because you just didn't want to do that one. This is your fault. <laughs> Whatever. He must be in that episode. Or he's in season three and we forgot about him. Maybe in The Wolves, Patrick is introduced. Okay. This, is, this has to be after she got engaged. I found out something really disturbing on one of my laws on the Prairie groups. Do you know John okay. Jr. gets murdered? Murder. <laughs> he gets murdered. Like the character or the yes, actor? The character. They just go all out in those later seasons. Michael Landon got his revenge. He's like, you know what, fucker? I'm going to murder you later. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Patrick is telling Mary, like, he's got a job, but it's a surprise. But listen, I made some money, and I could take you around and buy you soda and ice cream and do whatever you want. And Paul seems to really like Patrick. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, like, because Patrick's like, if it's okay with your parents, can I get their approval? Yeah. And Paul's like, yeah. of course you have my approval. Like, he just seems to really like him. Okay. Did you catch that he told Laura and Mary to spend as little time together as possible? He really did. And he instructed them not to fight if they see each other. <laughs> if they happen to cross each other's paths. So, Jen, Bandit is along for the ride. And I want to talk about this for a minute. Could you imagine? I don't know who Bandit is. Who's Bandit? Reverse Lafayette Beetle. <laughs> Could you imagine if I took my dogs to the fair no. without a leash? It would be pandemonium. They would be running would be around, biting people, yeah. jumping on people. It would be like, it would be crazy. It would be absolutely crazy. He, Jen, did you catch this too? Let's go back to Patrick for one second. He has the John Jr. Affleck, affect. 
Affleck. 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 Is that that insurance? He thing? has the John Jr. affect. Did you notice? Oh, you have you Hi, have Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Engel. Okay. My name Whatever. is Patrick. I don't think I think that's just bad acting. <laughs> okay, well they got another one. <laughs> All right, Jen. So we Timmy goes to me. I said, "Could you imagine if we brought our dogs to the fair?" He goes, "We can't even watch the fair on TV." And no, he was right because we had good to put point. Nellie away in her room. Yeah, okay. good point. <laughs> The family separates, and they agree to meet up later at the balloon stand. So Carrie is going to be with Carolyn. Charles, Jen, did you catch this, is putting the team at the the livery. Yep, livery. And there's a really nice merry-go-round. Now, guys, this is just, again, a random series of events. So I'm just going to... The merry-go-round. Like, this is wild crap for these guys. It's wild crap. Then we have some tent with some open-air cakes just sitting there. So this is the baking tent. And there's just cakes just sitting there. No glass covering them. They're just out in the open. People are... Just getting dust A little boy is touching it and licking his finger. Don't eat these cakes, guys. Mrs. Olsen is there and she's entering some veggies in the contest. She's entering pickles and cauliflower buds. And so is Carol. It's all pickled stuff. What? Yeah. It's all pickled stuff. Yeah, and so is... It's Carolyn's artisanal pickles. Yes, it is. So Carolyn's um, doing it as well. Now we have some quirky music and some rando with the box walking around pickpocketing people. <laughs> Which, I have to say, triggered Timmy. Why? Because Timmy's like, oh, you don't think pickpocketing's a real thing? When he lived, oh, it's definitely when he real lived thing. in Costa Rica, it's like, you live in a third world country, you have to watch all the time. You get pickpocketed. He went on a rant. I hate to tell him, but you get pickpocketed in Times Square. And I looked at him and I'm like, are you triggered? Why do you let him watch this show? <laughs> I don't know. Then, I love introducing him to it because he's never watched it. Oh, so really? So it's great to just see his reactions. All right, Jen. So then we have a weird old lady following the pickpocketer around. And I remembered instantly what this was. And there's like goofy music like... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> okay. Outside there's some clowns. I thought I saw Carl's Jr., but then I realized every 10 or 11 year old boy looks like Carl's Jr. Looks like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a dunk tank. Okay, dunk tanks were a thing. Dunk tanks were a thing. Like when we were growing mm-hmm. up. Remember mm-hmm. they were at every like church picnic, at every fair. Can I say dunk tanks? Can I say these little pop-up festivals and carnivals were a thing? Oh, they were a thing. They still are. They still are. We love we lived for the mall carnival. Oh yeah. The mall yeah. carnival was amazing. That was huge. Jenny, be real honest with our listeners. Mom and dad are not listening. We know this already. <laughs> Why did you used to go to the mall carnival? To pick up boys. Of course. And to meet up and go <laughs> drinking. Right. Like that yeah, was the totally. thing. Just to get Smokely, into drink. trouble. Yeah. Yep. yep. We want to go to the, the festival. Absolutely. I could care less about Like throwing balls to win a stuffed animal. Then we see Nels playing some games, but Charles distracts him and he hits the dude in the face with a pitch. And I wrote, what does Charles distract him with? Charles wants to enter a contest. Which contest? The jackass contest. The wild jackass contest. But Jenny. Or as we liked to call it in the aughts, Friday night at Rise. That's true. Jenny, I wrote, this is the season where they try to be funny and they take these meandering scenes that we care nothing about. Like, Nell's playing this game. I don't know. The Wild Jackass contest I love. Okay, so yes. Charles is like, come on, Nell's. Come on. We need to do this. (laughs) Charles and Nell start walking and a woman screams that her purse was snatched. Okay. 
Then we see the balloon. I, I can't even. I can't even with this balloon. Guys, it's triggering what to me. Watch him marry okay. with this fucking broke down greatest American hero, dude. I can't even. <laughs> All right. There's a guy who looks like Mary's boyfriend, but it's not. In reality, he's like a 30-year-old who hits. He's like 30. He hits on Mary. He's like balding. Yeah. And he's <laughs> old he is. But he he doesn't subtly hit on Mary. He is like no. aggressive. Yes. Yep. Mary asks if this creep has seen her boyfriend and he has, <laughs> but then the dude is weird and tells Mary that the balloon owner is a fucking nightmare. And he tells her to run off with Patrick because the owner's a nightmare. And I wrote, This is just weird, makes zero sense. He's super creepy. He's like, yeah, he's macking on a 15-year-old. Oh, my God, guys. It's real bad. So Patrick then comes over and says he lost all of his money. He spilled his wheelbarrow and must have dropped it. No, he got picked picked by the dude. Yep. He's all depressed, and Mary says she doesn't need, he doesn't need to buy her anything. They can just window shop for ice cream and soda. Because looking is as much fun as buying things. No. No, it's not, Mary. Wow. No, it's not. Then the creep comes out, and surprise, surprise, he's the owner. Why is this guy dressed like the Nutcracker? That's all I have. Why is he talking about himself in third person? He's nuts. <sighs> he's all creeping on Mary, and he he sends Patrick to do some busy work. So Patrick works for him. And he escorts Mary around to get her ice cream, soda, whatever. Whatever she he's wants. He's wearing a shiny blue outfit and a red cape. You guys have seen this. You know what I'm talking about. You remember this episode. I remembered it so vividly. Yeah, I remembered it too. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jen. Now we have the wild jackass competition. I love it. I love it. Do you think you would do that? Could we put it as a feat in the... I I think we should set this up at your house. I, I could get some mules Let's out get a there bunch of jackasses. Let's get a bunch of jackasses in the field. Cut to Charles and Nels, who are trying to, I wrote, catch a mule in a rodeo setting. Basically. It's it's pandemonium. Basically, a bunch of men chase jackasses and try to catch them. Charles, my <laughs> man, of course, manages to get one. Turn out the jackasses, they yell when the competition starts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's literally my favorite thing. Is this jackass competition so far in Little House? I could see that. All right. So we have more c- comic relief with Nels being a total fucking idiot. And then Nels gets on the jackass backwards. Jen, why? I guess he just jumped on it. No, 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 no. He positioned himself to get on that thing backwards. Why? All right, whatever. Because that was what he was told to do in the script. Oh, God. Either way, they win. They win. So they're thrilled. Nels they won the jackass competition. They won 50 bucks. So they get... I feel like I've won the jackass competition a lot. Yeah, you did. I'm thinking freshman, sophomore year. <laughs> oh, much later than that. <laughs> okay, now we switch to Laura, who appears to be losing all of her money in a shell game. Oh, she gets Laura, suckered Laura, why right did in. you fall for this shell game? Of course you fell for the shell game. This is me. This is me. Of this is me. Of course she did. This is me. Did I ever tell <sighs> you, Timmy and I went to a casino one time? Oh, no. And of course Timmy is decent at gambling. So we go in and he's sitting down at the blackjack table and he makes a, like quite a bit of money. Like when I say a lot, it's like we went in with $25 and he had like 100 
So, um, you know, he's all his chips sitting there, and he's like, I have to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, let me play. Let me play. Oh, he comes no. back. I lost everything. Do you everything. even know how it I works? I lost everything. Do you even know how it works? Yeah, but I lost everything. It's because you don't understand probability. I understand how it works. I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I just kept going when you I You probably had like 18, and you were, you were asking for a card. <laughs> no, You're like, hit me. So that's how okay. I gamble. Pretty much like Laura. <laughs> She didn't even ask to see the P under it. No, we don't even know if there was a P. I know there wasn't. Speaking of being suckered into something, the greatest American hero is walking around Mary. (laughs) The sleazy nutcracker And he asks her if she can use her feminine prowess and sex appeal. He doesn't say that. I'm saying that. To help lure people to his lecture on ballooning. What? Oh, God. Mimi's, you don't have to worry about it. I have it. Hashtag Amy's copyright laws. It's going in the Mimi Bees. The minute you see it, you will be triggered and you will know exactly what it was. Well, I have an index card slash lecture on balloons. If anyone can make hot air ballooning boring, it's you, Jen. I mean, it's pretty boring. (laughs) It doesn't need help. When was the hot air balloon invented? So this is from, my source is the National Balloon Museum in Iowa. Okay. On November 21st, 1783, the first free-flying flight carrying a human occurred in Paris, France in a hot air balloon made of, a, of paper and silk. No thanks. Oh, God. The balloon reached an altitude of 500 feet and traveled about five and a half miles and landed safely 25 minutes later. So not the fastest mode of transportation. Legend says when they landed in the farm and vineyards near Paris, the pilots gave bottles of champagne to the startled farmers to calm their fears of demons appearing from the heavens. Wow. But no one can confirm that story. Wait, so the people in the balloon gave the onlooker champagne? Yeah, because can I, can I demons wouldn't have champagne. Can I interject for a minute? That still sure. happens. So my in-laws have 60 acres of land, so every once in a while a balloon will land on their property. There's like some local mm-hmm. people who fly balloons. Every time they land, they have champagne, and they take it out. And well, they that give must it to, be that tradition. Yeah, they give it to my in-laws, and we keep. They don't it. know if that actually happened or not, but it could still be a tradition. Yeah. Okay. They're, like they can't prove it happened, but that—that's the lore. Yeah. On December first, seventeen eighty-three, just ten days later, the first gas balloon was launched. They used hydrogen, a lighter gas than air. <sighs> gas balloons soon became the preferred model as they could stay aloft longer. Gas balloons were the primary mode of air travel until the invention of the fixed-wing aircraft by the Wright brothers in America in 1903. In the early days of ballooning, crossing the English Channel was a big goal. Some dude... <laughs> right down right. Some dude. Some dude. <laughs> We're about to get scientific <laughs> that, I wrote that down. That was not from the website. Some dude in, nine, in 1785 tried it in a balloon that was a combo of hot air and gas. You can imagine what happened there because, as we know, hydrogen is extremely flammable. Yeah. It exploded 30 minutes after takeoff. The same year, there was a successful crossing by Jean-Pierre Blanchet and John Jeffries. That was a fully gas balloon. The first manned flight of a balloon in America occurred in on January 9th, 1793, by some dude from the English... Cha- by the same dude. <laughs> from the same dude of the English Channel Crossing, Jean-Pierre Blanchard, in Philly. He, got, he, got, he went up 5,800 feet. That's pretty high. And landed in New Jersey. George Washington was in attendance. 
The real George Washington or Walt Whitman's brother? <laughs> the real George Washington was in it. Wasn't George Washington Whitman? In 1937 was the famous Hindenburg explosion. Uh, they switched to helium after that, which is very safe, but also very expensive. Needless to say, um, ballooning as a form of transportation did not catch on. <laughs> um, it's just really entertainment now. Would you go up in a hot air balloon? No, of course. No. If I'm in a hot air balloon, I'm dead. My corpse is up there. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I totally would. Okay. It, not not in the one made of silk and paper. Hot air ballooning combines three of the things I am most scared of. One, heights. Two, fire. Three, randomness. <laughs> like, there's no flight <laughs> path. You're just randomly floating. How do you know there's no flight path? How do you control it? I know, I know how you control it up and down, but yeah. you can't steer it. Well, you use wind, so yeah, no, you know no. what direction the wind's doing. No. We th- so there's a whole thing called Luna that brought internet to areas that didn't have it, and they used weather balloons and moving them up and down based on the patterns of air, and you're able to move things in directions that you really need to move them. You'd be surprised how precise it can get. My ass is not getting in a fucking hot air balloon. I mean, randomness exists I don't like randomness. everything. <laughs> Okay, randomness slash unpredictability. A balloon... It's not unpredictable. You know how to fly a balloon. Mm-hmm. You, If you know how to fly... You could say a horse is unpredictable. Yes, you don't know how to I'll ride never it. be on one. But you're... Presumably, you're in a balloon with somebody who knows how to fly This it. is why I don't like birds and bees. They're unpredictable. They fly around. I can't catch them. Unpredictable to you, I guess. But they're, it's not like... I have a... They're actually pretty predictable. I kind of have a mental illness where I need to be in control of everything around me. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> on that note. Okay. So now we have Willie and Nellie sitting with Bandit in the Ingalls wagon. And I am stunned that Bandit just stays there. He just stays there. He's a good dog. Jesus. Willie jumps down to buy some candy, and his money is gone. He must have got pickpocketed. Yeah, well, of course, Willie got pickpocketed. Laura's in the dunk tank. Nellie shows up. Yes, because can we discuss that both Laura and Mary have gotten jobs while at this fair? (laughs) They did. Because did we used to go to fairs and get random jobs? no. Paul gave them 50 cents, and they blew it immediately. Well, I don't know if Mary did, but Laura lost hers immediately. So yeah, Laura's, on the shell Laura's trying to earn some back by sitting in the dunk tank. So she's in the dunk tank. Nellie shows up and whips like 17 balls at Laura and misses everyone. <laughs> Laura then, okay, so in the meantime, there's this ringer who keeps knocking everybody out of the dunk tank. Laura sees the ringer coming back around and she's like, oh, Nellie, this really is fake. Why don't you sit in here? I'll share the money with Make you. Make 50 cents. So Nellie gets in the dunk tank. The ringer hits her. She goes down. That was that was pretty good. That was pretty that was pretty baller, as the kids say. All right, back to Mary and the weirdo. Patrick comes up to them, and he, guys, I'm telling you, the visual of Mary and this guy walking around is ridiculous. Yeah. I hate her so much. Like, I want to just—I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> hit her across the face with the broom. Like, why are you so stupid with this like sleazy dude? The sleazy nutcracker. I know. What is she doing? I don't know. So Patrick comes up to them and he's like, I'm done with all my work. So then he starts to play the the baseball game that Nell was playing earlier. But Captain Weirdo doesn't leave them alone. Like, he's right on them. 
No, he is competing with a 16-year-old for a 15-year-old's yes. attention. And he's like... So 30. Patrick loses and then Douchebag stands up and wins, which he's double his age. Maybe he should be better at games and stuff. And literally gives Mary a doll. Yeah. Red flag. Yeah. Dude is fucking ugly and old and creepy mm-hmm. and he wins a doll and gives it to Mary. <laughs> then he tells Patrick to go fire up the balloon and he takes Mary for a soda... While Patrick is practically crying, is she not reading these? She's she's, she's being a she's Benedict being Arnold. A dumbass. This is ridiculous. I don't like her. I mean, I don't know who the hell Patrick is to her, but this I is mean, ridiculous. And to be fair, like she has, you know, she doesn't have to be steady with Patrick. There's no, there's no obligation there. But she doesn't there, have to be cruel you, to him. If you want to mack on this other guy, just be like, give me your number, I'll call you later. And like, hang out with Patrick. Mm-hmm. Or just say to Patrick, look. Don't be an asshole. Or just say to Patrick, look, I'm not interested in you. I can be bought. Yeah. I have no soul. This guy's buying me. I'm going. <laughs> yeah. Like, just don't be an ass about it. She's pretty, just hang out with Patrick. It's really bad. See this guy later if you're dying to see Laura him. should come over and hook up with Patrick. Laura's like nine. She is not. Carrie is nine. Carrie's nine? Carrie's nine or ten. We talked about this. No. Whatever. She can't even count to ten. (laughs) We talked about this. All right. So now Laura is taken in by a fire-eating clown. (laughs) That poor kid. She just wanders and gets taken in by people. Like, she could go to a booth that is like Charles Manson manning the booth and Squeaky Frome is sitting there next to him. And she is like... Mesmer, she is like hypnotized yeah. by this fire eating and, and Manson could be like, come join us. And she'd be like, okay, where do I yeah. sign up? Yeah, she totally mm-hmm. would be. Yep. Charles finds her and gives her Carrie to take for the carousel. Saddled right. with the little sister. Saddled with the little sister. Wah, wah. Charles gives her Carrie because Charles had visited Carolyn in the bake tent. Because there's a backup. There's a backup. And Carolyn's like, I got this fucking kid hanging on me and annoying me. Can you please take her? It was a real parenting Carolyn would never say that. It was a real parenting Carolyn would never say that. And Charles is like, I want to go to the bull auction or some shit. He's like, I'll find one of her sisters and saddle them up. So Charles gives her to Laura and he's like, I want you to take your sister to the carousel. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then we see more pickpocketing and goofy music. I don't know. Whatever. Okay, so now douchebag is firing up the the balloon. I hate him so much. <laughs> we need He's to look him up. Pause. Pause. We need to look up this actor. Okay, we're back. Jenny, you looked up Melissa Sue Anderson. She's how old? Fifteen. Like I said, eighteen times. Dude is thirty-one. <laughs> like gross did, no it's clear it's clear right, but didn't somebody on set be like this is not appropriate yeah. they oh michael landon would they ever do this today this would never happen I today so. i don't Mm-mm. think so. you might get Maybe like michael landon married somebody 20 you years might get it with somebody who's like 19 or 20 but they would never have a 31 sure. year old actor not, on not, a 15 year old. not under no 18. way i mean there there has been some there, there has been some weird, edgy, like, things like that. I saw an article on it, but it's, like, the exception to the rule, and it's called out as, like, this was creepy yeah. and weird. And, yeah. But, and, and, some, and most of it was, like, 15 years ago. Like, like, uh, like a Kip Winger situation. She's only 17. God, that was not okay. <laughs> okay, but we're going even younger. 15. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
So, douchebag is firing up the balloon, and he's asking for volunteers to go with him, which I don't know how he's making money on this. Do you have to pay to go on the balloon? Okay, so the dude who volunteers, he pays? I didn't see him pay. He must have paid. Okay. So he starts then shaming the men in the crowd and says, even this fragile, dumb girl will go with me and coaxes Mary to get into the I know. He he basically kidnapped her because she was like, no, I don't think so. And he's like, yeah. Yep. Oh, my God. Carrie and Laura are in line for the merry-go-round, and Laura tells Carrie to stay put while she runs over to see the balloon take off. Carrie promises to stay. Carrie is not true to her word, Laura. She doesn't have the cognitive function to understand a promise. No, no way. And she's she's there with reverse off the beetle. <laughs> yes, she's. Who then takes off to go hang out with who? A girlfriend. Who looks like? I don't know. Actual Lafayette Beetle. <laughs> that black border collie is Lafayette Beetle. Yes, you're right. Laura arrives at the balloon to see Mary taking off. Laura grabs Carrie and runs to narc Mary out immediately. Good move, Laura. Laura. Well, she's so jealous. Laura, Laura is, so, is jealous. so excited to narc Mary out. Like, you have no idea. Yeah. She's yep. just dying for it. Laura points Mary out, and Carolyn does this, Oh, my God, Charles! And almost, like, <laughs> passes out into his arms, which I don't I blame mean, her. I mean, to be fair, daughter's like 500 feet in the air. <laughs> This is not a common thing yep. then. They come down, and Charles is not impressed with this poor man's Captain America. No. Uh-oh. I mean, Mary should have been like, he literally kidnapped yeah. me. He's like, I don't like this. Do you always take young girls up in a balloon without asking their parents? This guy is, like, slightly younger than Charles. <laughs> <laughs> and don't even get me started on his teeth. His teeth are not good. There's, there's stuff missing. <laughs> there's... I don't know. I'm like, Pa, you should kick his butt. I thought he was going to. Instead, he thanks him. He thanks the human trafficker. Well, he's like, well, I guess no harm was done. So thank you, Mr. Whatever, for giving my girl the ride of her life, which that's a weird innuendo. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, Jen. So right away, Carolyn can't be bothered with this because she has to run off and get her pickles judged. This is the most dramatic, stressful affair. Mm -hmm. And Mary has to go to needlepoint judging. God. And Cass is like, I'll go with you, sweetheart. I'll go with Ew. you, beautiful. He calls her that, guys. Like, he calls her, like, beautiful, so gorgeous. And right so in front gross. of Patrick. And Patrick is like, um, hello. I put in the work with this nerd. And you're just walking off with her? Like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> All right. Meanwhile, Carrie narks Laura out that she never got the carousel right. Also, they notice right now that Bandit is missing. Bandit is causing trouble. Mm -hmm. So, Charles gives Laura two jobs. Take your sister, get her on the fucking carousel, and when you see Bandit, go tie him up in the livery with the team. Yep. I will make an argument later that that is too much to give the middle, the the younger sister. Too much. Obviously, way too much. There's a lot going on here. She can't handle this shit. She cannot handle this. Meanwhile, Jen, who wins the blue ribbon for the pickles? Carolyn wins the blue ribbon and Nels gets slapped for clapping about it. (laughs) All right. Laura has Bandit now on a tether. So she's in in line with Carrie and she sees Bandit. She leaves Carrie. So so we think that 
Well, yeah, she sees it. So we think she may actually pull this off, but that's, that's not, not what happened. So suddenly she goes, she runs to tie Bandit up. She comes back, Jen. Carrie's gone. Because Carrie got up to the front of the line again and didn't right. have money. You, Why does she just give Carrie the money? I don't even know if Laura has the money because she blew it up. <sighs> she does. She got paid. Oh, she, she got, got paid? paid for that five minutes in the dunk tank? She, okay. yeah, I guess that was a half an hour. So, um, and I wrote, where is Mary dropping her sisterly duties while she's off with some weirdo? She was not. She was specifically told to stay away from Laura. <laughs> That's true. And she was not tasked with taking I don't know care if she was specifically told to be sex trafficked by a weirdo. No, I mean, all, all the other decisions <laughs> she's making are bad. But she was not put in charge of her sisters. Although, you're right, as the older sister, you're kind of always, always in, in charge. charge of those fucking sisters. At the balloon site, we see the pickpocket just walking around, stealing shit. And the weird old lady following. The weird old lady. There's a million dollars in that box. The weird old lady has a Kezia vibe. She yeah, does. she does. She totally I thought does. it was easy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she totally does. At the exciting and riveting needlepoint competition, Mary loses. <laughs> Didn't even Didn't place. Didn't even place. I have Didn't even sleazy place. wannabe magician David Copperfield, which is a George <laughs> Bush Sr. <laughs> joke, tries to comfort her and kisses her forehead. Ew. He's so gross. You know he just Ugh. smells like a Marlboro. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, okay. again, sees all of this. Like, he worked so hard. <sighs> he saved up money. He got this job to impress Mary. He's so excited. And his boss is totally mad yeah. on her. This is terrible. And she's going with him. Yeah. Mary is the worst person on the planet. Yeah, this is bad. I can't defend her. This is bad. Patrick is pissed, Jen. So what does he do? He's going to cut the precious balloon he loose. He grabs an axe and he cuts that motherfucking balloon loose. He's like, fuck you. You want to take Mary? I'm chopping your balloon strings. And then the thing is 40 feet off the ground and Carrie yeah. pops up. Because Carrie the... was sleeping Good. in it. Yeah. Jen, why was Carrie sleeping in the balloon? She's not okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Carrie... Pops up and she just starts waving to everyone. Just then. Right, because she's like, I'm on a ride. This is fun. Charles and Caroline are coming out of the bake tent. And they. Well, let me let me ask you this, though, first. As a mother. Who was a mother of girls who were this mm-hmm. age at mm-hmm. one time. So say she's let's say she's nine, even though I find that mm-hmm. hard to believe. Let's say she's nine. What would your kid, a single, one of your single kids, was in, would they lose I their just, shit? I, yes, in? I said that to Timmy while we were watching. I'm like, the girls would be freaking out. They would. <laughs> They'd be screaming. I'll, I'll tell you what, especially when they saw us panicking and running after them. Yeah. They would be right, like right. crying. They wouldn't <laughs> just have this goofy smile on their face like, hi. Like, hi. It was weird. <laughs> Your kids would be like mm-hmm. manic. They'd be, they would be in a whole state. Yep. So at this time, Carolyn and Charles are coming out of the bake tent and they see the balloon going up and they look and Carolyn sees Carrie and she almost faints and loses again. Her shit. Well, and then I saw somebody jump on a horse and go wild into hero, hero mode. mode. I thought it was Charles. Okay. okay. I thought yes. it was Charles at first. Yes. So Timmy and I had to rewind that twice because I'm like, who stole that horse? Was it Charles? He's like, I don't I'm think like, so. did he really jump on a horse that fast? I don't know. It was really hot, so I assumed it was Charles. 
But it wasn't. It was Patrick. Well, it wasn't. It was a stunt. It was a stunt. Okay, it was Patrick. But Patrick. Okay. (laughs) So it was impressive. I I really assumed it was Pa, but no. Patrick comes out, jumps on the horse, takes off after the balloon. Jen, what is Charles' mode of transportation for this hero? Start run. He starts running, and then he jumps on the fire truck. Yeah, he's taking a fire truck over fields. Yeah, that has like a giant like water pump on it, and there's like (laughs) eight horses and fifteen men. And Charles is climbing across it like he climbed across the train. Yeah, it's really weird. Okay. Super weird. So Patrick catches up to the balloon, but can't reach it. Carrie's waving with the goofiest look on her face. And I wrote here, does she not sense she's in danger? Like, I would sense this and be upset. No, she doesn't. Jen. She clearly doesn't. But Patrick, I mean, he had the rope in his hand. Like, I'm going to get to that. Then we have actual footage from Amy in high school, gym class, where she's dangling from a rope and just cannot move an inch up that rope. It's Patrick. He gets the rope. But Patrick is like, he's like 100 pounds and he's a young boy. He should be able to climb up he that rope. He cannot get up that rope. And I'm saying to me, I feel seen right now. Could you, could but you move up the rope? That's you later. I don't know. Maybe. A little bit. Maybe not traveling at that speed, though. <laughs> like, that's the tough part. But that's not the part I'm even talking about. The The basket practically touched I know, down. I know. And he missed yes. it. Like, like when he catches the rope, it's higher. Yes. And that's, like, a little harder, I think. Why didn't Carrie try to jump out when the basket hit the ground? Why didn't they shoot the balloon? I said the same thing. Why doesn't somebody shoot the Because then balloon? it'll get a little hole. Yep. And then it'll, yep. that air will drain out slowly. So, finally, Charles brilliant charles is like we have a fire truck here let's shoot the water onto the fire of the balloon right so they do right because it's the hot air that that propels it so they do and the balloon gently goes to the ground Mm -hmm. so carrie is safe that took five minutes i thought that was the bulk of the episode like that oh i thought she was gone for half yeah because i thought they were chasing across land for Mm -hmm. like 30 minutes. This is one of the episodes that I vividly remember from childhood. But I have such a skewed sense of it because I really thought this was a lot more of the episode. And the firemen were super excited to be like (laughs) trying out their new stuff. Could you imagine the shocks that wagon has to have on it? It's flying across prairies. There's no shocks on that. Jesus Christ. Okay. So then Mary and the magician go over to Patrick, who has really made an effort to save the day here. Can I just add? Although he caused the problem. He did, he did make an effort. To he save goes him. over they go over to Patrick and he confesses that he cut the ropes out of jealousy. Cass flips out on him and Mary starts the trembling lip crying. And she's like, "You only care about your balloon." She said, "Quote, go to your balloon and leave <laughs> us alone." Jen, if I had a nickel for every time I said to a guy, you only care about your balloon, get away from me, weirdo. That's what happens when you date balloonists. (laughs) All right, back to the pickpocket. The old lady, he sits down on a bench and puts his box next to him. The old lady comes up, puts her suitcase over the box, and walks away with it. So she's a bigger thief than he is. And the pickpocket pickpocket gets pickpocketed. I Mm -hmm. love it. But why did we need that storyline? I don't know. I don't know. It was so dumb. It was so dumb. Okay. So then everyone is leaving and they can't find Bandit. 
And Charles, Jen? Reverse Lafayette Beatles. Did you get this, Jen? Charles is totally ready to leave without him. He's like, well, we can't find our way home in the dark. And then I realized, do they not drive the wagons at dark? No. How would they see? That's amazing to me. They do in Walnut Grove. They were in bed when the sun went down. They do in Walnut Grove. I mean, they're if they're going a little distance, probably, but they're not going to drive far. And they're like in bed when the light, when the sun goes down. That's amazing to me. Could you imagine never being able to leave your house at night? I mean, that's how it used to that's be. That's how it's been for the last year. <laughs> I mean, we haven't left our house in the daytime. All right. Um, so Bandit catches up finally. And I wrote, Jesus Christ, this was the worst episode. Well, did you see... Reverse Lafayette Beetle was saying goodbye, waving. I know, I saw that. It was so cute. Lafayette Beetle. Is this like antimatter meeting <laughs> matter? That's like your two dogs, basically. Yeah, pretty much. All right. So, Jenny, whose fault is this? So, I think it's Laura's fault. Okay. I think it's Laura's fault because she just failed at the two simple tasks she was given. This is Mary's fault. A hundred and ten percent. Oh no, this is not Mary's fault. She's run. Mary has nothing to do with this. She's running around with some skanky magician wannabe, making Patrick jealous. Patrick went over and cut the ropes because he was angry. Yeah, but it's Laura's fault that Carrie was sleeping in the basket. No, it's Mary's fault. Because that's the thing that makes it a problem. If Carrie wasn't in the basket, no one gave a shit. No, the balloon would still be gone. So what? Who cares? Who cares about the balloon? Mary is a Benedict Arnold. I mean, it, it's, I don't condone what Mary did, but she did not cause Carrie to fly away in the balloon. That was all... Laura. Carrie was under Laura's watch. How do we feel about Benedict Arnold? Has history been kind to him, or is he still, like, the world's most notorious traitor? No, he's still, he's still synonymous with traitor. <laughs> okay. So I can, I can use that? Yeah. Why not? Yep. Mary is a Benedict Arnold. Period. The other the other possible person to blame in all this is Reverse Lafayette Beetle. Okay. AKA Bandit. Not not the sleazy magician. Bandit caused a lot of problems. Wait, do you like how we're calling him a magician? He is not a magician at all. He looks like one. He looks like the nutcracker. But he he caused Laura to run away from care like him being wild and crazy. And eating a bunch of candy apples. You're saying that dog is wild and crazy. A dog who can go to a public fair and not bite or attack anybody. But he he was stealing. He was stealing. Well, you can't have candy apples apples just out there on a whim. Not with Willie. Not with Willie and Bandit around. (laughs) (laughs) Willie's practically a pet. (laughs) Willie's whole thing is like he eats enormous amounts of candy. (laughs) Yes, true. All right, so I think it's Mary's fault. I'm sticking to it. Uh, Mimi's, you let us know. Whose fault is this? Clearly Mary's. Mary is not blameless in this, but it is Laura's fault. She was in charge of Carrie. It's clearly Mary's fault. She She was too busy being a prima donna, like, oh, look at these men fawning all over me. And she... She caused a problem. She didn't cause the problem. There's no causal effect yes, in effect there. All right, Jenny. So at the end of every episode, Jenny and I look back on the episode and think about a, a theme or a lesson or a scar that we took with us um, that possibly impacts how we today act as a generation or individuals. 
We call it our why, and it's designed to finish the sentence Gen X. This is why. Jenny, what is your why for this episode? This is why it sucks ass to have to have a little sister. <laughs> they always want to do the lamest shit and are always endangering themselves and others, and then that's your fault. As you have I illustrated. So and now whose fault is this? So the defense What did Laura want to do? She wanted to watch the fire-eating guy, or she wanted to do something that, else was, that was lame. I Laura's was. desires. No, she wanted to watch the balloon take off. She wanted to watch the that balloon That had nothing take to off. do with Mary. She didn't impose on Mary. No, that had to do with Carrie. No, that's why Carrie got into trouble. Okay, I'm doing my why right now. This is why you <laughs> cannot overwhelm a younger sister. Laura, because um, I know they can't handle anything. Laura, an extrovert, an empath, was in a hyper-stimulating environment <laughs> and could not possibly manage all of the tasks she was charged with. <laughs> you just can't, you can't take somebody who's in that kind of environment and just be like, here's the things you have to do. One, two, three, four, five. That's Mary's role. The older sister or older brother is always in charge of everything. Remember when we were blaming John Jr. for the runaway caboose and he wasn't even there? <laughs> well, I just hate John Jr., so that's an easy, easy blame. Jenny, Laura should not have been asked to do all of those things. No, because God forbid you ask a younger sister to she's do something off. or to she, be in charge of their own friggin' life and look, safety. she's off. She's interacting with people. She's Whatever. hearing people's stories. Staring at she's things. She's being, like, part of the community. She's busy. She's watching a balloon take she's off. She's busy. <laughs> okay. Mary. Um, Getting in a dunk thing. I would argue that Mary would better, Mary's time would better have been spent watching Carrie than to be walking around David Copperfield. I don't disagree with that, but it's not all, she's not always on duty. She's not always on call. Laura was put in charge of this situation and she failed miserably. Because don't forget, Laura is a middle sister. Laura was set up for failure. She was set up for failure. (laughs) Well, then it's Paul's fault. No, it's not. No, 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 no. It's Paul's Paul's fault for thinking Laura can do things and thinking (laughs) Laura and Carrie can pull off anything. Why can't we just say this is Carrie's fault? I mean, can you blame <laughs> Carrie though? Like she's Laura told she's her not to right. stay there. You can't. She can't count to ten. <laughs> she doesn't know that. Does she even know what the word there means? The difference between a dog and a cat. <laughs> she can't be in charge of herself. Laura was in charge of her. Oh, whatever. All right, Jenny. Why don't you tell everyone what's coming up next? She's... So the next episode is "Here Comes the Brides." What? Adam Sims and his son Luke move into town. Rando oh. alert. Adam and Miss Beetle quickly fall in love while Luke and Nellie develop a whirlwind romance of their own. What? Okay. Luke is a decent young man and very loyal to Nellie, but when Harriet does not approve of this farm boy, the young couple make secret plans to elope. I, I think I remember this. I remember mm-hmm. this. I remember this. But Bride's <laughs> totally is plural. This. Is Miss Beetle getting married? Yeah, so she's in love with the father, Mary's, or Nellie's in love with the son. Oh, God. That would be enough. For, like, I wouldn't want Nellie as my stepdaughter. <laughs> All right, guys. And then we have the last blockbuster, which was a 2020 Netflix docuseries. Documentary. Doc, documentary. It's, it's ironic. It was ironic that it was on Netflix. It was. It. it was on Netflix. It was an hour and a half in 2020 about the last blockbuster store in Bend, Oregon. Still hanging on. 
Still, Still hanging, hanging on. on. So that will be out on our free feed uh, later this week. And then, um, you know, also we have some stuff on Patreon coming at you. We don't know what it is, to be fair. But it'll be there. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Hi, everyone. Amy here. If you'd like to support our podcast, please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen. To send us an email or connect with us on social, please visit us at genxthisisy.com. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.